Hello and welcome to Balance City with your host, me, moi, Danielle. We're going to talk all about the juicy stuff, about relationships, about business, about mental health, all the things when it comes to the journey of life, right? And what you'll see along the way is no one's perfect. We all have our shit, (laughs) to be frankly honest. And I am so thankful that you're here to be on this journey with me. And I'm going to have some epic guests sharing their story. And I just cannot wait to get this started. So let's go. Welcome. Welcome back. I am so excited that you guys are here. And today, I'm really excited to have you guys um, listen to this incredible woman. She truly inspired me when I was uh, doing uh, Beachbody. And she is an incredible Beachbody coach. But other than that, her story is truly inspiring. So I have Raina O'Dell here. And Raina, I'm going to pass you the mic, do a little intro, and we'll kind of go from there. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm super, I'm actually really nervous. I just got this like in my stomach. So I'm (laughs) really excited to be here. Um, I am Raina Odell. I am a coach. I've been a coach for nine and a half years. Um, 10 times bigger than that. I am a mom. I have two teen girls. Um, So anyone that's in the teenage daughter phase it's just I tell people all the time they're like how are the girls doing and I'm like oh my god they're so good but this is by far the hardest phase of life that I've ever been in so there's been a ton of adjustments and a ton of shifts um I live in Denver Colorado I've got two little boys they're both uh fur babies (laughs) and they are my world outside of my teenage daughters of course um and I recently almost two years now started doing life coaching, teaching more like consistency and routine and, and habits and things like that. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. Well, what kind of truly inspired me and to follow your journey was truly your story, right? Like, it's not about the, you know, be, being a beach body coach. It's how you were so um, vulnerable and like raw with sharing yeah. who you are and really the nitty gritty of what you have been dealing with for your life. And I kind of want you to get into that. Uh, so sure. my listeners can understand like, where you were coming from. Yeah. Um, I was literally in my closet putting laundry away the other day and I have this like deep desire to eventually write a book um, because of all of the things that I've been through. And so I was just kind of like stewing on it and thinking about it. And I'm like, it really feels like I've lived 10 different lives and I'm only 35. So I have so many life events, I think, some of what you're probably referring to that have literally quite, like quite literally shifted who I am to my core. Um, And just to start all the way back, um, I grew up in a super small town in Missouri. Uh, My graduating class had like 16 people in it. So it was like, the smallest of small. I knew everyone. You dated half of them, right? Like you <laughs> knew every secret about everyone. So as soon as I graduated high school, I, I left um, and went to a bigger city that had a couple hundred thousand. And I was just in like overwhelm completely. Um, waited tables, got a job waiting tables. And within six weeks had gone to a birthday party, met a boy, quote unquote, fell in love, love at first sight. We're together from every you know, every day after that. 
Um, and then like literally six weeks after that found out I was pregnant. And so I was 18, had this, you know, dream guy who I quickly realized had a severe struggle with addiction, um, drug, alcohol, sex, everything you could possibly think of. He was like an all or nothing. Um, we found out I was pregnant again on my daughter's first birthday. So I have two girls who are 19 months apart. Um, in between there, we ended up getting married. He asked me and I said, yes. And I am, I come from a background that, you know, that's just what you do, right? You get married to the guy that gets you pregnant at 18. And so that was the kind of the life I lived, whether he was an addict or not, that was what I needed to do. It was supposed to do. And I should do all the shoulds. Um, and so I stayed in that marriage and gosh, for so long, I mean, Years on years on years on years, he struggled with addiction and and many affairs, some that I physically walked in on. Um, and I did everything I could to kind of stay in that relationship and stay in that marriage. Um, I found Beachbody in 2013. And like you shared before we started recording, like it quite literally saved my life. It was something that I could call mine. It was an outlet. It was an escape. I could dive everything I had into it right outside of my kids. And I saw it as this avenue of this, like this escape almost, if that makes sense. Um, so I dove into Beachbody. I hit top 10 in the company a couple of times, hit every rank I possibly shot for, I hit and it felt awesome. But there's also this sense of like, oh, that was it. Okay. Mm. You know, that like yeah. almost you you were pushing so hard and like it consumes you. And then there's this like moment of like, oh, well, that was it. Um, but I celebrated and it's it's literally still my sole income and is the reason why I live the life I live today. Um, through that, I got confidence. I got financial security. I got, you know, a checklist of things that allowed me to, in 2016, say, I want a divorce. Mm-hmm. Um I had stumbled in on him in the closet one day after years of him telling me I'm sober, I'm all this stuff, um, stumbled in on the closet and scared him. And he like had dropped a backpack and pills just went everywhere. And that was like my last straw, um, mostly for myself and for my girls. You know, my mom had been married five times and I held on so tight to like not letting me turn into that I was like I am yeah I was like I am not doing that I will fight till the death of me to not ever have to get divorced or not ever have to put my kids through that um and so there was this like moment of defeat and failure but I I I mean I dove in hard to kind of healing those kind of stories that I was telling myself um the stress of the divorce was super super hard on me I had right before I filed for divorce, I got diagnosed with ulcerative colitis and it was a very mild form. They gave me a pill to take. I was like, cool. I did my best um, to heal, not heal. I, people are going to come at me with ulcerative colitis and go, yeah. I can't be yeah. Yeah. Um, but to control my symptoms through diet and nutrition um, and what I ate and how I fueled my body and my lowering my stress and all of these kinds of things. And I actually went into remission prior to getting a divorce. Um, and felt awesome, to be honest. And in October 2016, when I filed, my health just kind of with the, the increase of stress came an increase of like, my body just freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, it was 
February of 2017. So just five months after filing, I was in the hospital um, for the first time and I was having surgery to remove my large intestine and got placed with a temporary ileostomy bag. Um, July of that year, I got the bag removed and tried to do this whole internal thing and the bag's inside. It's called a J pouch if you need to know the name of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of tried to go on with my life and I could just, you know, there's just like gut feeling and a part of me is like, did you manifest that to happen? But there was this gut feeling in me that was like, it's not working. This doesn't feel good. This last surgery isn't going to stick. It's like, I was kind of just sitting there being like, I know my body now really well, and this doesn't feel right. And so I worked really hard. I was on a ton of like biological medications and getting meds through IV and all kinds of stuff every single month. And at, gosh, what was it? Like, it was like February of 2018. I had another surgery to remove the internal pouch and got placed to temp for a permanent ileostomy bag. Um, had everything sewn up, like everything down there is kind of closed up and it's like not going anywhere. It's forever. So it was, I woke up that from that surgery, just knowing that my life external and internal was no longer going to look the same. And so I had to, I needed a little bit of extra support. I needed some strategy. I needed some mindset work. I needed a lot of things to kind of go forward. And I, I do remember getting on like Facebook pages and these blogs and, you know, group support systems and just being so discouraged in them. People were so sad. They were so negative. They were hopped up on every medication they could possibly ask for and eating, you know, the worst food on the side. And I just, I looked at it and I was like, this is not, this cannot be my future. This is not, this isn't Raina's story (laughs) in a sense. Um, And so I committed to talking about what I was going through and sharing it and being very open about my ostomy and the life that I was living and the food that I was eating to make me feel my absolute best and how I was moving my body and the tools like journaling and reading and being just outside and disconnecting and living in like a slowdown. Every single thing I did to kind of heal, not heal, fix and help control (laughs) how I was feeling and, and just my journey to just feeling my absolute best. So, and I think that, I mean, I didn't want to like interrupt you at all when you were sharing all that, because I wanted my listeners to really understand everything about you and like what you went through. And I think that, I mean, I watched your journey. I was like a crazy, I was like a crazy stalker. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But I watched your journey from that point of you finding out to getting the bag to now officially having it forever. And I want to honor you for being so transparent and being able to be comfortable within yourself, to share it with others, to the whole world, basically. Um, Because not a lot of people are comfortable in their skin to do that. And I'm sure as soon as you started to share your story, people were coming out of the woodwork and saying, I have the same situation. You've helped me with this, right? Like, Oh, every and- single day I get messages from people. And the, the ones that hit the hardest are like, I've heard several, and I get goosebumps kind of thinking about it, but the ones that are like, my mom didn't survive this and I wish she got to see you. Um, 
it makes me emotional even thinking about it. Like so many people are in such a sad state where they see this as just this thing that there's no coming back from. Um, and that blows my mind because I talk all the time to those people about how like, but, oh my God, but you're alive. Like, holy cow, this like saved your life. How could you possibly be sad about it? And it's not like we're out on the street with our poop bags out flopping in the wind, right? Yeah. It's like, you can hide it. You can conceal it. You can, you know, there's not like a spotlight on you, but there is in our heads for some mm-hmm. reason. There is this thing saying, oh my gosh, everyone knows how embarrassing, how could I possibly move forward and live a somewhat normal life? And I'm like, oh my God, I feel the best I have probably in my entire life. And I think how, I, I know it's a mindset thing because I know your mindset can also make you sick. You know, if you're thinking negative thoughts, if you're thinking like everything is like the worst, you're going to get sick. So how are you keeping your mindset so intact and so positive? Oh, it's a daily journey. I think Mm. it's, it's something I literally work on daily. And I think there's this misconception if people follow me that I wake up and I'm like, "Mm, sunrise and (laughs) joy and, you know, all the things like it's a decision I have to make still to this day. I Several months ago, asked my therapist, I was, we were working through like thoughts in our headspace and finding or catching our thoughts and being able to shift them. And so I feel like I'm in this really good space of being able to do that fairly quickly. But I remember asking her like, okay, when does this like slow down? Like, when can I just kind of coast and wake up and feel good and just carry that kind of energy? And she said, well, do you plan on like stopping your workouts when you're like 60? And I was like, well, no. She's like, okay, well, do you plan on like changing your eating habits and going to eating shit food when you're in your sixties? And I was like, well, no, (laughs) she's like, well, what makes you think that this, this mindset, this mental health, these, like this thoughts and the capturing and shifting and all of what makes you think that that's going to go away or that's something that you're not ever going to have to continue to work on. And that soaked in, right. That was like, okay, this is something where life is going to happen. I, I hear Every single day I see people when life slows down or when this comes down or when this stops or when this happens or if this shifts, like life is just, it continues and it's hard whether we are in states of growth or pain or sorrow or, you know, it never slows down. And so we are in this constant state of, I talk about like riding it like a wave, like we are just going to have to be along for the ride. And realize that there are going to be serious moments of growth where we have to continue to stop those thoughts and shift them. And then those thoughts that become easy and natural, something else is going to happen to where we have to catch the new thoughts and shift them into a new state of being. And reading has helped me so much. I I swear, even into, into Beachbody, I can remember from 2019 and before. So how many, like 32 years of my life probably read a handful of books and I was probably made to read them for a grade in high school, right? Um, 2020 on, I have read so many books. I have turned into such a bookworm that it's, I don't even recognize myself in a sense. Um, and it's literally helped shift everything for me, just having that expansion and that growth come in. Um, journaling. I have fallen completely and totally in love with journaling. I have healed so many things in my head and in trauma and 
past trauma and current situations. And I'm able to find compassion for people that I, you know, two years ago would have been like, you're dead to me and you're cut out of my life. Right. Like I have been able to work through so many things, um, through just the power of writing it down. And that's also shifted quite a lot for me. I have to agree with you too, in regards to, you know, reading books and personal development. I know Beachbody for me introduced me to that whole thing. I had no idea. I had no idea about personal development at all. So I have to agree with you on that. And I kind of want you to like, for those that are listening that might be in a similar situation to you and are, are feeling insecure about, you know, themselves and where they're at and like having the bag and wanting to get into a relationship now, but they're not, they're not in a relationship and they're because they're afraid. Right. So what tips can you give them to build that confidence and getting back out there? This is the hardest. I think (laughs) this is, I say teens are hard. This was like next step hard. The one right before that. Um, I, when I filed for divorce, there is this, piece of you that's like who's like I need to find I can't be alone right like I need to find my soulmate the person that's going to complete me this this person that's going to have all the answers and make me feel better um and I remember everyone telling me from my ex-mother-in-law to friends that I had in my life like everyone was like Raina you need to pause focus on you find Raina who is Raina because if you don't do healing whether you know that marriage is 7% my fault, right? But the little things that I'm carrying and holding on to and the resentment and the pain and the trauma and all of those things from a previous relationship are going to go right into the next one if I don't take the time to heal those. And everyone told me that. And so I took time and I said, okay, I need to not date. I need to be single. I decided it was the year of 2018 when I kind of was healed from my surgeries and felt better and was like, should I date? Should I not? And I was like, no, I'm not going to date. Keep these like blinders on. Don't look at people like don't fall in love, you know, keep it all the way up. And I decided to spend that entire year. And I know not everyone has the ability to do this. And I feel very blessed and, and just super honored that I was able to experience this, but I decided to travel as much as I possibly could. And I didn't turn down one trip. I was like, anytime anyone says, Hey, do you want to come do this? Or do you want to go here? Or do you want to experience? I was like, yes, like, yes, was my answer. So I, I went overseas several times. I met so many incredible people. I built so many amazing relationships. I did solo trips where I was just in a tree house for several days, just kind of experiencing life on my own. And going sightseeing and hiking. And I did this like 180 kilometer hike in France with a backpack. Like I, <laughs> with my ostomy, mind you, like all of this was me post-surgery, like trying to find out who mind, body, and soul Raina is now um, because everything was completely different. And met, again, just had like the most amazing experiences and met the most amazing people. And at the end of 2018, I was just like, okay, time to be mom, (laughs) time to, you know, explore what Raina 2.0 kind of looks and feels like in a relationship. Um, I actually like pulled my kids from public school and decided to homeschool them. And I was going to do like traveling with them. And we were going to do this world schooling type thing um, just to kind of allow them to have that experience. And 
to pause. My dog is scratching my door and he's going to do this. <laughs> it's okay. Real life. Okay. Real life. Yeah. Real life. Archie needs inside. I had a talk with him before we started, but, we couldn't <laughs> do that, but it's, it's fine. Um, so at the end of 2018, it was like, I felt really ready to kind of allow myself to open up. And so I got on Tinder very hesitantly because <laughs> I was like, the only place I'm going to, I work from home. I, at that point was like not burnt out on travel, but I was in a space where I wanted to kind of mold into being a home buddy. And so I was like, the only place I'm going to meet someone is at the grocery store or period, the grocery store. Right. Mm-hmm. So I got on Tinder, went on a few dates, had fun, just kind of, you know, meeting new people and things like that. And then there was one man who just kind of stuck with me and before we even went on the tender dates, I, I asked him to go just like stalk me on Instagram a little bit and like, make sure you know what you're getting with the package that you're <laughs> swiping for. Um, and in reality, I wanted him to see that I had an ostomy. I didn't want to have to, and so this, it might not be inspiring to somebody, but I, I didn't also want to have to be like, Hey, like I poop in a bag and like explain what that was to someone. Right. Um, so I wanted to make sure before I even went on that date that they knew what to expect. And so he did. And I went on the date and the rest was history. Like we had such a good time and started dating. And I will fast forward because, you know, the reality of the situation is we were together for three and a half years and we just broke up in May. Oh. So I know <laughs> and I'm totally it's OK. Um but I learned so much about myself and going forward there, there's, there's like zero hesitancy mm. in, am I going to be able to find someone that is going to love me for me, no matter what's going on physically? 1000%. Like he absolutely helped me kind of shift into that transition of like being vulnerable again and allowing people in and not feeling self-conscious about what was going on or, you know, I just was able to be kind of an open book in terms of what was going on with my health and my body. And it was all of the confidence I needed to kind of take the next step forward. And I think that is so encouraging for, for others to like get back in there because like I was saying in the beginning, I'm sure that our listeners out there that are just like, they're not, they're, they're ready, but they're not ready. They're, you know, they're insecure uh, yeah. with getting out there and knowing that there are people that, that, that you can have a connection with still, yeah. you know? And, well, and I think a huge piece of it too, though, is, is taking care of yourself, yes. right? Like it is yes. very easy to, I'm going to go on my soapbox, but eat like shit and not move your body and not do your mental work and all of these things and sit on your couch and feel sorry for yourself and where your life is. I encourage those people to take any step forward. Like if it starts today and it's like, okay, I'm going to write a meal plan for myself and just follow this meal plan. If it is, okay, I'm going to move my body for 10 minutes a day, move your body for 10 minutes a day. If it's, I'm going to start journaling today, start journaling. Like anything you can do to start kind of channeling this, like what would feel best for me today? Like, I don't know that I would have been ready to to meet someone or move forward or even travel had I not been so intentional about taking care of right now. I love that. And so the, my two last things that I would love to ask you is, you know, you've, you've hit so many successes. You've finally at a place where, you know, you're, happy with who you are, confident, 
But has there been moments where you have looked at yourself in the mirror and bit and, and celebrated yourself for those like small milestones, whether it be, I don't know, be, being able to be that good mom, you know, or what have you? Do you celebrate those small wins? You're going to be like, Raina, that was not the answer people <laughs> needed to hear. I struggle with this. I really do. I, I am in this space of trying so hard to release this like hustle culture that's deep down wired and ingrained in me. Um, so for the last year, I've been really trying to be in a moment in, the, in this slowdown and, and just letting myself be, but I think I skipped somewhere in there, the celebrate <laughs> and the like pat on the back, Raina, good job. And and my friends, I have my best friend in the world, Allie, she messages me all the time and she's like, Hey, go just go pour a glass of wine and like cheers to yourself or go yep. do this and whatever. And I, I struggle so hard with celebrating where I am and what I've overcome, but I am getting better every day. Well, what I could tell you right now <laughs> is that you're not alone because I, I ask this question often and it's the same answer. Why are we like that? I don't know. We just want to get to that next thing. We, we're not, yeah. we're not, we're not, you know, we're not happy. We're not yeah. happy. We want to see that bigger goal. We don't see those smaller yeah. goals that we accomplish. So, yeah. And I give this homework to everybody to like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to give you that homework right now. Like, okay. Next time you accomplish a small win, you celebrate yeah. yourself. I'm going to message you and yeah. I'm going to make sure you I'm do I'm here it. for it. I'm here for it. Well, I have to tell you, like in 2020, I did this. I, I, that's when I like really got into journaling and I started to kind of, I had this moment where I was like in the outs of my, of a depression where I was like, I can't, I don't have a vision. I can't like dream. There's no, like, I don't know what I'm working towards. I don't know where I'm going. It felt very dark and, and, you know, stuck in a sense. And so I did this journaling activity where it was like, okay, if I do these things every single day, what's my life going to look like in two years? Mm -hmm. And I wrote and I wrote and tears were on the page. And I was casting this vision of not only my personal life, but like my business and my kids and how I wake up and the energy that I carry and the vibe that I have and all of these things. And I wrote and I wrote and I wrote. And I looked back two years ago because I'm still doing the journaling and things like that. And I was reading through it and I was like, holy shit, that is my reality now. I literally wrote out two years ago what my future was going to look like. And because of I because of that vision that I casted, I was able to kind of say, okay, what do I want it to feel like in the middle? Like, what are my daily things going to be like in the middle? What does, you know, Raina now have to do to kind of work towards higher self Raina? And just having that moment of like, oh my God, like I am living the life that I wrote down. Like that just, it blew my mind. And so there are little pieces of me that kind of pause and you're like, and I'm like, you did it. You're fine. You're safe. You're, you did like, holy crap. Look what you did. You know what I mean? But in that moment, I need to go like shopping or (laughs) something to kind of celebrate a little bit more. It's more of like a, oh, I did it type thing. But I'm always like, I, there's such power in like visualization and manifestation, I believe. And I'm super into it right now. So like a couple of days ago, I did it again. And I was like, okay, one year from now, what do I want it to look like? Feel like, you know, kind of writing out the next step and it's kind of exciting. And I feel like, and, and you're, and you're talking about even vision boards, vision boards are a mm-hmm. real thing. 
There you I have you one know. right here in my office, right in front I, of me. <laughs> I love that. I, it's yeah. so true. And you will see yeah. those things come true yeah. if, you, if you really believe in it. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I mean, I can already name a number of things that you've already accomplished that you need to be like proud of yourself about. But like, I mean, <laughs> but my last question for you is when you look at your beautiful daughters, what is the legacy that you want to leave? This one's probably going to make me cry. Mm. Um, I had a, we went yesterday. My youngest is going to be a freshman this year. And my oldest is a junior this year. And so we went yesterday to the high school and they had like picture day for freshmen where it's going to be like the picture that's in the yearbook. And I sat there soaking in every moment of it. Cause even prior to this week, like when I was in my relationship, it was like, I was a hundred different places, but here. You know what I mean? And so I walked through the halls with them and I watched them laugh with one another. And I come home and I had a couple one-on-one calls and in between calls, I would just hear them like screaming and joyous and, and giggling and, and playful and all of these things. And I had this moment of like, there is no one that's going to appreciate this as much as I do. Not one person in the world is going to appreciate this moment more than I do. And it had me kind of thinking back and looking back to all of the things that like they've been through and that they've overcome and that they've had to witness and, and work through in therapy and all of these things. And to answer your question it is strength and per- perseverance. Like I want them to see that literally no matter how many lives you have or how many life events pop up or people that you lose or relationships that you have to shift in or out of or health issues, like no matter what, I want them to be able to push through those things coming out stronger on the other side. And what better way to like hope for that than than to show them. So that's what I try to do. (laughs) And you're, you're a hundred percent doing it. You're an incredible model. You are. Thank you. And thank you. For my listeners who are know are going to want to like connect with you and all that, please share like your socials. I'm going to put it in the show notes, but also sure. if you have anything coming up, amplify that as well. I'll put it in there as well. Awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm the biggest place to find me is Instagram. Um, I love Instagram. It's a love hate relationship though. Like any social media <laughs> platform, true. I think um, it's, dot just dot Raina. It's just Raina with periods in between is my Instagram handle. Um, my website is it's just you blueprint.com. I am really trying to focus more on my life coaching at this point and teaching people how to kind of maintain a routine and maintain consistency of what feels good through all of the the waves that we ride of life. Um, so you can find me there and I'm working on courses. I have one-on-one coaching available and I would love to connect. Well, again, Raina, I, I'm, I'm truly honored to just have this. I know you're busy and just have the time to chat with you and get to know you more. And Thank I you. can't wait to, you know, meet you in person one day. If you ever come to New York, if I'm ever in Colorado, I will, <laughs> <I'm done>. definitely, <laughs> I will definitely connect. Yes. But truly, truly appreciate you. It's been an honor. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs>